Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Thank you, Lord. Should I stay or should I go? It was a song written by the English punk rock band The Clash in 1982. Some say the song represents the couples uh, represents a couple's indecision to stay together or the band's. But if you are like me, you might be familiar with the Choice Hotel commercials. Where we find one woman on the fence, you know, deciding if she wants to go to her high school reunion. While another is in her closet looking to see what choice of, what, what choice of clothing she should wear. Or you find two businessmen wondering if they should go to this meeting, if it would be a blast or would it just be a bust. If you're wondering, should I stay or should I go, Choice Hotel, Hotels believes that you should go. But if you think about it, God has addressed that question more than you might think throughout the Bible. Remember Adam and Eve fell into the sin while wondering if they should stay in the garden of Eden or go? God answered, you should go. Leave the garden so you don't eat from the tree of life and get stuck living forever in the devastating effects of sin. In Genesis 9, after the flood, Noah didn't even need to ask, should I stay or should I go? God told him to go into the world and, and saying, be fruitful and increase in numbers and fill the earth. And who could re- forget Rebecca? Her encounter with Abraham's servant came down to one important question. Will thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And her decision changed her life forever. See, I just want y'all to understand, and I know you know this, that life is full of choices. But the purpose of my thought and intention this morning is to convey the importance of the moment or occasion we as women of God have embarked upon. It is occasion of opportunity, a point of entering, a moment of possessing, or a time of taking hold of. Therefore, to seize the opportunity, it's time to move forward into the blessings that God has set before us, and you're going to take hold of this without reservation. And I want you to remember that Jesus is about to offer you a better, a, a better choice than choice hotels ever could. The first chapter in the book of Ruth is about choices. Here we are introduced to this typical family. The husband's name is Elimelech, and the name of his wife is Naomi. And they have two sons, Malon and, and Chilion, and, and they were Ephorites from, of Bethlehem, Bethlehem in Judah, a place known as the house of bread or the city of David. The Bible tells us that there was a famine in the land. And the famine was so severe that the most necessary food, bread, could not be found. Here they are, they're living in this wealthy city, this most powerful country, and yet cannot make ends meet. Here's this typical family living in a city known for bread and can't find any bread. Church, I I, I must pause right here for what I call a biblical moment and say that there's nothing more tragic 
That when people come to, come to a place known for bread and they can't find any bread. When people come to church looking for and to get the bread of life and they get anything and everything but the bread of life. When the church, when they come to church looking for bread and the church has watered down the message of Jesus Christ so much that they leave the same way they came in. In verse 1, we read that in order to escape the famine and hardship that Elimelech, the head of the family, makes a choice to leave his home in Bethlehem and seek refuge in a foreign land in the country of Moab, along with his wife and his two sons. A land that God described as his wash pot, a filthy place. This family makes a choice to leave the perfect will of God and enter into the permissive will of God. Because of that, they must deal with some deadly consequences. The Bible tells us as soon as they travel to Moab, Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, he dies. Now Naomi has lost the breadwinner, the protector of the family. But one thing she did, she remained in Moab with her two sons, who then took Moabite women as their wives. The name of one was Oprah, and the other name was Ruth. But then we read that Naomi's situation goes from bad to worse. Not only did she have to bury her husband, but then she had to go and bury her two sons. She is in the Moab with no provider. She's in Moab with no protector. And now she has no legacy. See, her legacy was in her sons. They were to carry the future of the family. Think with me for a moment, if you will. After living in Moab, Moab for about 10 years, a famine, the death of her, her husband, the marriage of her sons to foreign women, and, and, and then her two sons die, life has hit Naomi with its best shot. Blow after blow, tragedy upon tragedy, alone and suffering, Naomi finds herself in a devastated state. She finds herself between a rock and a hard place. Naomi left Bethlehem in Judah with a family looking for bread, trying to make ends meet. But while in Moab, anything and everything that could go wrong in, in Naomi's life, it went wrong. Yes, yes. But I love what the Bible tells us, if you will notice in verse 5. It says, Naomi survived. She survived. And see, that's a moment for you to shout right there. Because, see, we can glean from Naomi's testimony that all she had been through, she survived. And I don't know about you this morning, but the Bible tells me in Psalm 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but it's the Lord that delivers them from them all. Tell your neighbor right now that I'm a survivor. You're a survivor because you're here. I don't know what you went through last month. I don't know what you went through this morning to get here. But because you are here, you are a survivor. And tell your neighbor, if you only knew the stuff that I have gone through, I don't look like what I've been through. Can I go ahead and testify that I don't look like what I've been through? I'm a survivor. I'm the same woman who went through breast cancer in 2009. But I got the same God that dwells within me. That same God healed me and told me that enemy that you see today, you won't see him no more. I'm a survivor. I just want to know do I have any survivors in the house? I just want to know do I have any survivors in the house who are willing to give God the glory? Who are willing to give God?
know for a fact I don't look like what I went through. My hair came back. My strut came back. I started walking it out. I started living it out. I started praising God. I'm a survivor. I got to tell you I'm a survivor. We'll overcome by our testimony and the word of Jesus Christ. I'm a survivor. I got some survivors in the house. I got some survivors in the house who know that God brought you out. You can't sit down on what God has done for you. I'm like that this morning. I want you to know that I got the praising. He's the one that delivered us. He deserved the praise, glory, and honor. You are a survivor. You are a survivor. You can thank him. If you, if, hey, listen. If you ain't got nothing to thank him for, just raise your hands up and say, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for delivering me. I thank you that you are the rock of my salvation. In you I can trust. We'll survive here. I just feel like walking, Kay. 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 Every step that I take is blessing. It's blessing. I'm stepping into a new beginning. I'm stepping into a new beginning. And I thank God for it. For 10 years, y'all. 10 years. Almost a decade. Naomi has been looking at her life in Moab and, and she's thinking, if I had done this, then that wouldn't have happened. For 10 years, Naomi has been looking at life just, just passing her by because of the choices that she made with her family. But verse 6 says, Then she arose her daughter-in-law with her daughter-in-law to return to the return from the country of Moab for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them what? Bread. So Naomi packed up her bags. She set her GPS toward Jerusalem, toward Bethlehem. She said, I got to get up out of here. I got to go. I got to move forward. So Naomi tells, it tells me that Naomi went from stagnation to transformation. But she had to do what? She had to make a choice. She had to get up. So one thing that if you're going to be a woman that is going to move forward, you're going to have to change your mindset. For the Bible says in Romans 12, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that means that at the root of any transformation that you want to make in your life, it starts with a renewing of your mind. Okay, well, where God is, uh, is getting ready to, to take you, he cannot, he cannot do that with the old way, with the old things. God wants to do a new thing. Anybody in here who knows about a weight loss program? Now, I, 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 I did research. I don't know about a lot of it because I, I like to eat. I like my wings. I like my fried chicken. I like to visit my sister's house because she can cook. 
I fell in love with her dog because she can cook. So that tells you, but I'm going to tell you what I found out. So if anybody here knows anything about a weight loss, they know that before you get on a new eating regime, you need to go through a cleansing to announce to the body that, hey, that's going to be a transition here. Now, I don't have to be graphic because I think some of y'all understand what I'm saying. And, and, and God is, wants to take us as women through a cleansing process. He wants to cleanse out the old way and bring in the new way. Can I get an amen? amen? And he wants to take you out of that mindset. Now, I'm just being honest. I can't do that. I can't do this. If only you had told me two weeks ago, I would have set my schedule toward heaven. We do it. Hey, Brandon, I'm telling you now, we do it. We do it all the time. But God wants to do a new thing, so you got to renew your mind. You got to say, I can do all things through who? Christ, who what? Strengthens me, and because of that, you got hope. Then you got hope because the Holy Spirit is going to teach you and guide you. And so God is telling you, I got to get all that old stuff out of you. I got to get it out of you. If you got to go and take the first book of Genesis to Revelation, that's your cleansing. It'll cleanse you. It'll clean you. It's better than x like. It'll get you where God needs you to be. If I got to give you an analogy that you're going to understand, I got to go with it. Some of y'all need to take a biblical x like. And cleanse yourself because God can renew you. He wants to get all that stuff out of you. Because there's some things in here that you know that God has gifted you with. But the thing that kills me about us, and I'm just going to be honest, we will try on the anointing of God like we're trying on a dress. Like we're trying on a pair of pants. God, I don't know if I can do this because that don't fit. I don't know, God, if I can do that because that don't fit. How in the world are you going to tell a God that gave you the gift that I don't want it? It don't fit me. It ain't about me. It ain't about us. It's about God. It's all about God. It ain't about us. If we can get to that point that knowing that it ain't about us, this whole church would have a ministry. We would come together like anybody, nobody would ever see before. But everybody got to try on this. They got to try on that. And I would help you, but it ain't my gift. And I would come to you, but it ain't what I want to do. Just say that. I'll take that. Need I can't help you. It ain't what I want to do. I appreciate that. But I ain't going to stop trying. Because I, I, we got too much word in us. We got too much word in us to settle. God ain't meant for you to settle. Everything that you think you can't do been nailed to that cross. And when you deny the power of God, you crucify him afresh. You do it. You might not think that way, but it's the truth. You nail him back to that cross and say, oh, God, I don't know. I can't do this, God. I can't live this way, God. You know what the word says. You get convicted. And if you don't get convicted, you need to go back to the word and get on your knees. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. So you got to touch somebody right now. I know you're going to give somebody a high five and say, God is getting rid of those. God is taking me into a new thing. That means God is taking my mind in a new direction. He's, having, he's, he's letting me walk to the ministry that he's already ordained for me since the beginning of time. The gifts of God are given without repentance. 
But one thing that I love about a cab, and I always say it, and he gonna run that footage. He gonna run that. He gonna run that footage. Now you gonna be. Oh God, you you mean I you mean I could have you mean God I could have did that. No no God no not not this. God gonna run that footage. And and I know I will get some run across me. Don't think I'm exempt. There'll be things that I know I got to answer for. But you have gifts inside of you. But you got to renew your mind. You got to renew your you got to renew your mind. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not going to hold you. If, if you're going to be a woman that moves forward, you're going to have to renew your mind, but then you're going to have to kiss some people goodbye. You're going to have to tell some people bye. You might not want to believe it, but it's the truth. It's right there in the scripture. It says, see, no, see I, I, I start to see that Naomi had to draw a line in the sand, in the sand you know, as she started to continue home. See, Naomi gives Oprah and, and Ruth the choice of either going forward with her or turning back. And, and notice that Naomi doesn't start off by telling them the good news that she heard that the Lord had visited his people, giving them bread. She tells them the bad news first. Naomi said, why, why y'all following me? Turn back, my daughters, go for I am too old to have a husband. If I, if I should have a husband tonight and, and should bear sons, would you wait for them to grow up? Would you deprive yourselves from having a husband? And no, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then, then they, they lifted up their voices and wept again. And, and Oprah, she kissed her mother-in-law good, goodbye. But, but, but you notice that Ruth, she clung to her. Ruth, Ruth said, hey, I'm going to have to stay here right now. But, but you, you see, God has put two different type of people in your life. See, what you're going to have, you're going to have the curious, and then you're going to have the committed. You're going to have two types of people. Now, you're going to have the curious, and you're going to have the committed. Sometimes you just got to evaluate the people in your life. Jesus did it. It tells me that during his earthly ministry, he had a lot of curious people gather around him, especially when he performed a miracle. Oh, I'm multiplying those loaves and fish. See, now they got a free lunch. All they want is this part feel the outside. They want nothing to stay within them. So they, they follow Jesus on that point alone, being curious. And you're going to have those women that come alongside you who just want to be curious. Some of them, I'm going to tell you now, they ain't going to appreciate the gift that God has put in you. They ain't going to appreciate the gift that God's put in you. You're going to have some struggles. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some sunny days. But you're going to have to do like Naomi. You're going to have to kiss them goodbye. Because everybody can't go to, that, you know, that's on level one with you. They can't go to level two with you. It's just a fact of life. It's just a fact of life. I even looked at 1 Samuel uh, 16 where the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your what? Be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse, to Jesse of Bethlehem, and I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Everybody ain't going to make it. Everybody, everybody ain't going to be your friend. It's good to have them when your money, your money ain't acting funny. 
But when you're on the hilltop or when you get in the valley, I want to know there's some people I can call when I get in the valley. I want to know I want some, I want some committed women. I, I, don't, I don't need a curious woman. And I'm just being honest with you. If, you, if you're going to just be curious and you just want to see where the Lord is taking us and you just want to see a trip and a fall, then that ain't where you want to be. I want some women who are going to be committed to the ministry. Women who are going to say, listen, for God I can do it. For God, I can come alongside you, Minister Case. I can come alongside you, Minister Brandon. I can come alongside you, Nita. I can come, to, come alongside you and do the work which God has prepared for us since the beginning of time. We need to be committed. We need to be committed. I know it's quiet in here, but it's right. It's only right. I'm only telling you what the word says. You can go back and back up everything I said about a curious woman, a, a curious person, let's say, and a committed person. Because it's right here in the scripture. What did Naomi do? Naomi said, listen, I entreat you not. Ain't nothing going to separate you and me. Where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die. You know, your people going to be my people. That's committed that's a committed woman. And through everything that these women have been through, Ruth has been with Naomi all these 10 years. She's seen the struggle. But Ruth made a decision that I'm going to be committed. I think Ruth just said, listen, I'm tired of being curious. I'm tired of being curious. I, I, I'm just going to be committed. And, and those are decisions that we're going to have to make this morning. So the Bible says that Naomi is in Moab for 10 years. She's seen a famine and three funerals. She's left with her two daughters-in-law, and she, she is in Moab, but she heard the Lord was visiting his children and giving them bread. Naomi just packed her bag and said, I got to get up out of here. Because, see, the thing that tells me, see, Naomi didn't see bread. You know how we used to do it with the colonial bread bakery when they were baking bread. She didn't smell bread. She didn't have no bread crumbs in her hand. She bust a move on faith. She got up out of there on faith alone because she ain't seen nothing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. She ain't seen no bread, but Naomi busted a move on the, on the mere fact of faith, on a rumor, because the scripture tells she heard. She heard. She heard that the Lord had visited his people. And if you're going to be a woman that is moving forward, you're going to have to change your mindset. And what's number two? You got to say goodbye to some people. You, you, I mean, you can go on saying it because they might be sitting next to you, but you got to say, I got to say goodbye to some people. I do. I got to say goodbye to some people. And then I got to tell you, you got to move by faith and not by sight. That's the only way you're going to move forward because a faith is a, is, a, is, a, is a movement. You got to move. You got to step out into what you know God is, is doing with you. Because, like I said, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's the only way we're going to move forward. We may not know about tomorrow we may not know about next week we may not know about next year but we know who holds tomorrow because he holds tomorrow he holds my hand because faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen 
See, we are no longer, ladies, in a valley of indecision. If there's anyone here under the sound of my voice, are you ready to move forward? To know that God is able to do more abundantly than we could ever ask, think, according to the work, according to that power that worketh within us. That same power that got Jesus from the grave is that same power that commands the dead to wake up, to live. We have hope that his promises are true. In his strength, we can do all things. There's nothing that we can't do. And like I said, greater is in store for you. But you got to move forward. You got to go from that, that, that stagnation to that transformation. And then God's going to regenerate you. You got regeneration. But you got to move, ladies. God will prevail in your life if you want him to. Because you can be reminded of those 2,000 years ago when Jesus hung on that cross. And I believe before then, God said, listen, let this cup pass from me. But he said, no, listen, not my will, but your will be done. So if that same Jesus some 2,000 years ago can get up, that means that you can get up. That means that you can go forward. I just need to know, is anybody willing to walk with me? Is anybody willing to walk with me? Is, is, is anybody remember that hill? Walk with me, Lord. Walk, walk with me. Come on, can't give me a little bit of that because you know me in the same moment. But I, I feel the anointing. I just want to know if there's some ladies who are willing to walk with me. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Come on. This is women that are willing to walk with me. Go ahead and stand to your feet and tell God, I'm willing to, I'm willing to go. I'm ready to go. I want to go to that assignment that you've given me. Come on, Kay. Just, just go with it. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.